This is episode 37 of the Gamer Sushi Show. This week we talk about Arkham City, Skyrim, the games of 2011, and play Buy or Sell. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony. I'm Mitch. And I'm Nick. And, and I'm Jeff. No. Nope. Nope. No Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> no Jeff. We're Jeff sans, Tesla. Yeah. Sans, Jeff. sans Jeff today. Yeah. I, guys, I haven't seen Jeff since I left Houston, like since August, and I'm kind of worried about him. Like, have you guys seen him since then? No, I, don't, I haven't even talked to him. I think Jesus. I saw his face on a milk carton. Uh oh. Why would they? Are they looking for him in Canada? <laughs> Maybe he followed Mitch home. Because no, no one's looking for him in Texas. So yeah. yeah, it wasn't even his right name. It was weird. Was it? Was it Jerf 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 or something? <laughs> Jerf Germs. Yeah, it was like James Johns or something. That's not. That might not have been Jeff Mitch. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> You're like, ah, I can buy that. Could have been a different guy. <laughs> He also, to, also, it was a lady. Yeah. <laughs> he, just wanted, he just wanted to go to Canada where the people are nicer. Also, it was like a 12-year-old girl. So, <laughs> yeah. The people in Canada are nicer. All right. Uh, now, so nicer. Maybe we can use abducted children as a launching point into, the, into a different conversation. Really segue? What <laughs> yeah, happened to our actually, podcast? Well, yeah, they what happened abducted. to our podcast? Have you, seen, have you seen the Gamer Sushi show? Yeah, it was um, on a milk carton, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That'd be good for like a little image. Yeah. So yeah. we're back, sort of. We hope From outer yeah. space. Yeah. <laughs> don't um, call it a comeback. Yeah. Don't call it a comeback. Yeah. We we've been off for several months. Um, it's not really a specific reason. There are a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of bullshit reasons. There's not one specific one that is the main one. Yeah, Anthony had to renegotiate his contract. He wanted way more zombies in season two, and eventually we just had to kick him out. Yeah. There was a whole. Yep. I just said, you know what? I just want everything to stay at one place and all the characters to turn into total assholes. So that's why we filmed it in Houston. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of assholes in Houston. Plus, the food was really good. I really wish yeah. that we could do video cast every week, you guys. I'm just going to yeah. talk this on the podcast yeah there's there's just no easy way to do it unfortunately. actually there is anthony and i get jobs in houston and we move there yeah except that jeff doesn't except live that, there and i don't yeah, live Jeff's there not, and now nick's not here anymore there's well, not really a central place anymore i, I guess texas kind of is vegas <laughs> just, vegas vegas is actually much closer to me than anybody else but yes. yeah i can get a flight there for like 23 dollars and some change i think Let's i do it <laughs> Did you oh, know yeah. this is fucked up? Did you know that it's the same distance to drive from Seattle to LA as it is from Houston to LA? Yeah, that makes sense. That's fucked up. I don't think of the like coast being that long, you know what I mean? It's weird yeah. to me when other people like not not even just up north, but in other states talk about like, oh yeah, we drove to such and such state this weekend. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Houston leaving the state's an ordeal, like it's yeah, gonna yeah. take you and Florida too. Because yeah, no, it's I mean, just long, you know. Yeah, in Tampa, I mean, I can only go one place, like north. Yeah, <laughs> you know, other, everywhere else is water, and it's from to Georgia is like uh, about four and a half hours. Yeah, you know, just to get to Georgia. So, so it's always weird when people are like, "Oh yeah, we just drove to this state." 
Yeah, if you were in the northeast and you drove for four hours, you you might be able to make it through ten states. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get they get really small the farther north you go. Yeah, you you don't know anything. Everything's bigger you down don't, south. Don't even act like you understand this conversation, Mitch. Come on, <laughs> I understand. Okay, unlike unlike your education system, they actually teach us stuff about other countries. So. Snap. Yeah. What? And what? So you guys had Texas history, right? Yeah, absolutely. Racism. <laughs> <laughs> were you there for that? Were you? There? I don't know who I was talking to about it, but I was talking about like I was. Yeah, I think we were talking. No, about yeah, it thing. was us. Yeah. yeah, it's like. Wait, you mean not everybody doesn't take Texas history in middle school <laughs> across the country? Why not? It's the biggest state. Come on, you guys are so weird. What do you call it when people are housing their their clothes again? Sagging, yeah, we sagging. That's that? like everywhere else in the country calls it sagging. Mm-hmm. Housing no. is like a Florida thing. I swear yeah. it's not. No, sagging is a is a thing. It's a it's a thing uh, worldwide. There, it's sagging. What does housing even mean? There's a song, a rap song, a real famous one. It's called "I'm Housing." Like, I feel like that is indicative of the fact that this is not just a Florida thing. Rage Against the Florida? Machine covered this rap song. <laughs> okay. Is it is it by Flo Rida? Because if it is, no. then you, you lose all credibility to your state. They're having they're having a five k here, and then Flo Rida is going to give a free concert afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of him. <laughs> I was, I really want to go out there running with my boots with the fur, <laughs> apple bottom jeans. Okay, yeah. we're already off the rails. Um, video game, yeah, let's say, hey, video game podcast. Yeah. Video game yes. podcast. We're going to talk about some video games today. Um, we're a little bit behind because we haven't, you know, there were way too many games that came out and we haven't cast in a while. So we wanted to hit up some big games um, for a little bit here, um, mm-hmm. which Nick can't really participate in because he hasn't played any games in like four months. Mm-mm. So, nope. Well, I started, I actually did start uh, Batman tonight. Um, so, yeah. Did, it's did, amazing, isn't it? It's it's already really fun. I already just kind of want to end this podcast and just go play it. <laughs> I do too. How far? Okay, how far into it did you get? I'm just not as really free as possible. I'm not very far. I I just uh, have you beat up penguin yet? If the answer is no, then <laughs> have you met Two Face yet? Yeah, yeah. No, I did that. Okay. No, I'm I'm okay. I was uh, I chased. There was the the sniper in the thing, and then I chased yes. the sniper thing, and then Harlequin was there. Or Harley uh-huh. Quinn was there, and then uh, I went up to the clock tower, and then it exploded, and I oh, jumped nice. out of it. That's where I am right now. But I'm also not like I'm actually kind of staying on the like path of the story. I'm not really like venturing too far out, except for I found this like alternate reality thing where like you not alternate. I don't know what it's called, but it's like Off where you have to reality. float through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I spent some time doing that because that was just kind of fun. You need to do the 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 first ones they give you because it gives you the better zip gun thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, grappling yeah. gun. You can you can you'll navigate the city a whole lot easier. Yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah. So you need to do those first ones until yeah. they give you the that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah it, it is worth it to to go off the beaten path because some of those side missions are pretty awesome. Yeah, yes. I I plan to I plan to. Yeah. Yeah. It. Um, you know, uh, whenever we do our games of the year list, finally, I feel like we've got a window of maybe a week or two weeks left to do 2011 stuff, and then after that, we need to call it yeah, <laughs> on the like, site. Yeah, um, Skyrim. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe that's just me. What? I, mean, I, ju- I just said Skyrim. For what? Your game of the year? 
Yeah. Bat Sky. Sky Bat. Yeah. <laughs> bat Rim. Skyman. Bat, bat Rim. <laughs> yeah. El, the, uh, the Elder Scrolls Arkham City. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen, Bethesda. Make it happen. But, uh, <laughs> Pull the like, trigger. The more distance I have away from Batman, like the better it is in my head. Even yeah. um, it's you know it's we're because we're in the process right now. Right now, You're, you guys are gonna see a lot of changes on Gamer Sushi. Uh, people listening to this, um, nothing like super drastic, but we're in the process of kind of going through our grade chart again. Again, um, but one of the things we talk about, like to designate an S as like a game that haunts you, that like sticks with you, um, and so. Batman Arkham City like totally fits that for me. Like the more I'm away from it, the more I'm like that game. It just has stuck with me. And Skyrim is incredible in a different way than Batman, but Batman was just so tight and so perfect. You know what I mean? Like I I can I can't almost I can't even really think of anything that really. I still think about I kept my copy of Batman and I still think about putting it in all the time. I haven't played Ark uh, Skyrim since Thanksgiving, and I know I'm going to go back and play it, but. I still almost would rather go back and play Batman than I would like Batman over again before I would go play new Skyrim stuff. Just because, and that's not against Skyrim. It's just Batman was just that was one of the most perfect games I've ever played. Yeah, I think Batman jumped into like my top ten favorite games of all time after I played yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. I mean, I like. I know. Like, like when I think of Metal Gear Solid Three and like some of those other favorite games of mine, like Batman, like just seems like it belongs. So it's the best game since Uncharted Two. Yeah, I was just about to For say me, it, yeah. it. It is yeah. like an Uncharted Two type leap. Like it is, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, no, no, I I totally agree. Because yeah, like, I, like I I just think off the top of my head, some of my favorite games like Super Mario sixty four, Metal Gear Solid three. Like I feel like Batman Code belongs tour. in that. Yeah, I feel like no, Batman nobody, belongs in that conversation. Nobody gets to make fun of Nolan North for acting in too many video games after his performance as the Penguin. Yeah, yeah, because he's like unrecognizable. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of really like, a talented aware. voice actor. You had I, to be aware that that was Nolan North first to be like, "Oh, it's Nolan North." Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't actually know that. Um, so now I know that's. Oh, you weird. didn't know it till just now? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Now when yeah. you hear it, you'll you'll like you if you're listening to it, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, it kind of is," but like otherwise, you would never know. Mm-hmm. I still just like the the very first time that you hear Joker. Yeah, just oh. the yeah. biggest smile on my face. Like he, he just kills that role. Like I. I don't know if anybody's ever done it better than he does the animated Joker. Well, and one thing that they do a great job with in the game, and like I said, I'm not going to spoil. Um, one thing they do a great job with in the game is that there's this other bigger thing going on, and Joker is just this kind of like hitch. And he's like, just causing trouble in the middle of it. Yeah, and it's yeah. perfect. Like that's the Joker. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, and and like he yeah he's just causing chaos in the midst of this bigger thing going on and i love it and i mean like it and i think i said this to you nick like the the game just feels like a great season of the animated show because they managed to hit all these major villains without it feeling too yeah they don't feel like anything's crammed in unnecessarily everything's organic two-face yeah Yeah. okay a little bit yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) two-face maybe two-face was was crammed in there back to nick's point about how Mark Hamill like just rocks as the Joker. Like after The Dark Knight, I felt like Jack Nicholson's performance as Joker was obsolete. Like it just didn't work for me anymore <laughs> after seeing this. But Mark Hamill makes, manages to make this Joker still work in that kind of less realistic, more cartoony, clownish way, and it's still really dark. 
Yeah. And yeah. He, he like it, it's amazing that like even after he what Heath Ledger did, like Mark Hamill still like just rocks this. Yeah, like they 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 both they, they, they both bring their own kind of intensity to the role. Like yeah, yeah, like Mark Hamill definitely kind of has like a more manic intensity, but it's it's so defined in in how he delivers it. I'd be right, curious that's, that's to see a video joke. of him actually doing the voice because I'm sure it's. I bet he has like, like a silly face. Yeah, like I'm sure it's kind of like disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I think I have seen video of it. It's. it's I feel not... like I I may have too at some point. Yeah. You know, Batman's great, but at the same time, I kind of have to give Skyrim major props for what it does. I, yeah, I can't fault you if you do. I mean, it's, it's yeah. just a matter of preference at this point. Like, those two games are so amazing. Like, one person in this call may have uh, spent four hours picking flowers outside of Whiterun. And it is a ra- <laughs> it is a rare game. It's not me. <laughs> I'm not saying who it is. It is a rare game <laughs> that causes you to stop and pick flowers. No, it's and when and you have just start, as much fun doing that as hunting. It's when that. you almost fall off a cliff trying to catch a butterfly. When you realize, <laughs> did you exactly do that? Someone did. <laughs> it's when you spend four hours making iron daggers so you can craft an uh, armor made out of dragon bone. Yeah. All right. Maybe I got to go back and play that more. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> the game, it's ridiculous. And there's always something like new that surprises me about Skyrim. Also, like I was looking on Reddit and. <laughs> I think it was R slash Skyrim. <laughs> um, Which is, you know, that's actually one of the fastest uh, growing subreddits like ever in the site's yeah. history. Yeah. Whatever. Well, because there's so much content. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much content in the game for people to spoof on and and do stuff about. But there was one where, like, early in the game, you know, you go to White Run and you do this whole thing, and they tell um, they tell the they tell some what's her face to go. To go send troops to Riverwood or is it River River Run? River Run. Um, they tell someone to go send troops, and so the guy like on Reddit like followed her, and like she literally she doesn't just disappear, and then it goes and does a thing off screen. Like she literally like he followed her. She ran to a guard post and then told the guard post to go to White Run, and then they sent a runner ahead, and then the rest of them marched to White Run. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. Happened. It's not just like things happen magically. Like the things. Th- that's why, like, when they patch the game, it's like, like it sometimes breaks other yeah. things because, like, these things really are going on while you're doing other things. Yeah. It's while, uh, while it's, Eddie's uh, pickpocketing forty-five people. This poor lady's running, you know, all the way across the world <laughs> to try to you know send troops to these people. Yeah, it's actually not that far. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But. Also, if you no clip, can't you like fly and see like Morrowind exists? Yes. Yeah, you can see Morrowind and Cy- yeah. Cyrodiil or Cyrodiil. 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 That's awesome. I want to say also that that Macho Man mod is the greatest thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, the beginning where it's like you hear the echo, it's like, so you know the Macho Man's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there it, it is again. It just pops over with the glasses. Oh, God, it's so good. Nick, have oh. you seen this? No, I have not. Uh, Mitch put it on the it's on, site. Uh, it's on www.gamersushi.com. Oh, it's on the site that I haven't seen it. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, For your bite-sized bits of gaming news and features. Oh. It's a pretty shitty site, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah so. we're actually going to expand it with this other like micro site that has more content. <laughs> <laughs> <aimed more. laughs> oh, Anthony's making Kotaku jokes. Game um, core sushi. So... But here's the thing: When are they gonna make uh, World of World of Elder Scrolls? That is an MMO that is 
every one of the games. Because that would be pretty crazy. Shut right? up. Take my money. I don't want. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want MMOs of this. I like this the way it is. It is an MMO. All you got to do is stick other people in there. It's oh, it's a single player MMO. Yeah, yeah. it is a single player MMO. Oh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, you don't have to like grind in the same kind of way. I think, but it is. Yeah, you're right. It is. But yeah. I like playing without people. Like th- this is one of those games. Like I understand what you mean. Like it would be really cool. But this is also one of those games that like proves that there is still life in the single player experience. Oh right, and not everything. And yeah. I'm and I'm happy that it exists because it's right. right we, no. we we you know, it's sometimes it's hard to find a good single player game that you know is longer than a few hours, and I'm really right. happy that this exists and that people can like spend hundreds and hundreds of hours doing this. I was just saying that it would be ridiculous to combine all the worlds together. That's all. That would be really cool. But no, that's yeah. an that's an interesting point that Anthony just said. Well, and that Nick was just saying too, like because um, Skyrim has sold like a crazy. Like crazy, crazy amounts of copies. Yeah, it shipped like um, ten million, right? Yeah, something ridiculous. And so, I mean, like, if you're ever, if you ever need an argument for why all games don't need to have multiplayer, I feel like Skyrim's it. Yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim Batman's Skyrim, another Batman. one. One two punch. The the two best games of the year are single player games. Yep, and with you know, no multiplayer component at all. Right. Yeah, yeah, at all. I see. Um, I see Skyrim, like. Sometimes popping its head up in pop cult and like popular like mainstream uh, culture, which is weird because it's I don't know the last time I can think of a game that that did that outside of like World of Warcraft or whatever. But I want to say like I was watching like ESPN and they made a Skyrim joke and I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, weird. I was like that like that's that means something. You know what I mean? Like when or like I hear stories about like people just sit around and watch their friends play Skyrim for 10 hours. Like, yeah. It's just, I don't know. I think that it's it's Skyrim's something it's transcendent. Special. Yeah, yeah. I even knew a guy who used to be an adventurer until he took an arrow in the knee. Oh, Mitch! Wait, wait. Two I things. Ruined One, it. I ruined no, no. it. Two things. One, you know that story about the guy in Iran who was sentenced to death for like allegedly making like anti-Iran video games. Yes. Yeah. Yes. On Gama Sutra, a guy made a comment like, "I guess he was a video game maker until he took an arrow in the knee." I thought that killed it, but Mitch just killed it right then. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. But I mean, this guy just got sentenced to death, and this dickhead's making a joke about the arrow and anything. The other thing uh, is, Nick, to go back to your I point, Buckley made a comic about it. That's when it yeah. died. Yeah. Uh, to go back to Nick's thing about stuff being in the media, I was watching The Big Bang Theory tonight, and he was playing Red Dead Redemption, and it actually showed it like on the screen. And he was like, "I'm just going to go into a saloon and get a drink. I'm depressed." Like, like his mood in the, like in real life was affecting what he was doing in the game. And That's it actually awesome. showed him like going into the saloon and everything like that. I was like, "Holy shit! It's Red Dead Redemption, a game from a couple years ago." But still, it's there. Neat. They're ca- they're catching so, up. Yeah. So maybe next week we'll have Skyrim. Maybe. Maybe. I just really like Skyrim, you guys. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> like that. It's hard. It's so hard to choose between Batman and Skyrim because on one they're like it's totally apples and oranges because they both offer a completely separate experience but they're just so good at what they do it's well, hard the to thing is they, they're actually similar experiences in the sense that it's like this open world you know but the the way they tackle the open world is totally different right you know um and whereas skyrim is just this thing where you can do almost anything and then batman's like this really focused open world that makes you feel i mean it's it's almost like a role-playing game because it makes you feel like batman 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it really, really does. Um, and so it's it's just so interesting to to look at those games because they did the same thing but very differently, and they both like excelled at it. And you know, a lot of people bitch about Skyrim's bugs and stuff, but like it's the same thing I was saying about Mass Effect that like you know the the bugs on a game like that is just like. I, the sweat on an Olympic athlete, you know, like it's, I just don't feel like you can complain about them very much. I yeah, fought like an invisible most... dragon once because of a glitch. No, I fought I've a dragon. I fought a dragon that flew backwards. <laughs> I've heard about yeah. that as well. Like most of most of the bugs don't bother me. If it's like a bug where maybe you can't finish a quest or something like that, that's annoying. Yeah. But like the 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 problems that some people are having with the PS3, where you know your file gets too big and it starts lagging a lot, that's you know that I feel like that's that's not necessarily a bug. That's a problem. Yeah. You know, I, I could put that, I would put that in a different category than yes. bugs, you know? So I agree with you. When people complaining about the bugs, I'm like, look at all the moving parts in this. Like you touch, you patch one thing of naturally, you know, your dragon's going to start flying around backwards. Okay. It just happens. Well, yeah. And then like, um, the, the one update that broke magic resistance, like, I did, oh, yeah. I kind of I tried to avoid it for a few days, but then I was like, eh, Skyrim. And then I just started playing again. I was <laughs> like, whatever. I don't have any magic resistance now. It's fine. I don't need it. Yeah. I, I've heard of people that don't, um, they've never really liked the Oblivion or, or the Elder Scroll games before. And they like, well, Jace is one of them. Jace didn't really like Oblivion and loves Skyrim can't shake it like he just he just sits there and plays it all day when he's not working like he loves well, my it. my friend Vance like he hates RPGs like only plays first person shooters and I described Skyrim to him because he loved but he loved Diablo um, a long time ago and I was I described Skyrim to him as like first person Diablo and he was like okay I'll try it out and then he texted me he was like Skyrim Skyrim is really boring, but I've been playing it for the last four hours. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, nothing exciting is happening in this game, but I can't stop playing it. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, guys. So this week we're gonna do something a little uh, different, a little special, a little fun. Maybe uh, we're gonna do a lightning round. Lightning round. <laughs> Not rehearsed. Thank you, Mitch, for ruining. No, he just did great. that. He, he went wants like to have full, his own he went like game full Eddie troll mode. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was good though. So, Why do you well, love it when he trolls? No, no, that he wasn't didn't a troll. troll. That was he my just did a good voice. Lightning round. Like, like when I did game now time. You're racist. Racist. That's just <laughs> racist. <laughs> but it's acceptable because he's not a white person. Oh yeah, I no. forgot. Non non whites can be racist. Okay, so we get in trouble for that later. I love non-whites. <laughs> I know, right? Just ca- just casually non-whites. <laughs> so, uh, because we had there's so many games and there's so much to talk about, we decided to do a lightning round where uh, each person says a sentence or maybe if you have to, like two sentences about a game. Um, and we are going to do, even though we already did a big talk about Skyrim and Arkham City, we're still going to include those. And then uh, next week, we plan to talk about Modern Warfare 3 and Uncharted 3 in more depth. Uh, but we're still going to just lightning round those real quick. So um, Lightning his round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, what's going to happen here <laughs> is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out a game, and then I'm going to say the person's name, and then you give me your, your <coughs> statement. You're just off the cuff. Whatever, whatever comes out, comes out. And then, uh, and then we move on to the next person. That's is, dangerous. Is everybody ready? Okay, so here we go. Uh, the first game is Modern Warfare 3. 
Mitch. Bad campaign, bad co-op, bad multiplayer. Anthony. Decent campaign, awesome addictive multiplayer. Okay, and the next game is Skyrim. Anthony? Really awesome. Uh, Want to play it a whole lot more. Eddie? Runner-up to game of the year. I played 60 hours, and I'm going to have to set aside for a little bit. <laughs> Mitch? I've played 60 hours of it, and I feel like I could play another 60 more without getting tired. Okay. Dang power. Asro, Eddie. Frustrating indie. Well, indie. Frustrating ending. <laughs> multiplayer is fun as hell. Mitch. Uh, the perfection of the Assassin's Creed formula for good and for bad, and multiplayer is just as good as last time, if not better. Interesting. Anthony. Yearly releases make me tired. Says the guy who loved Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Hypocrisy round. Still waiting on Brotherhood. <laughs> okay, uh, Bastion, uh, Mitch. Uh, great graphics, great gameplay, great story, great music. It's the whole package. Anthony. Best downloadable game ever. Possibly my my third best or third or fourth best game of the year. Nice, Eddie. I think it may be better than Limbo. And I kept waiting for the singer song that everyone kept talking about. And I was like, this isn't going to work out. And then when I heard it, I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. Hmm. Okay. Arkham City. Anthony. Game of the year. Not only the best Batman game, but the best superhero game of all time. It should be the formula for all superhero games from now on. Eddie. Game of the year. Mitch. A uh, really awesome action-adventure game that nails the feeling of Batman and gives you tons of stuff to do in an open world. There you go. Look at you. You're like a marketing... You're like a PR, <laughs> PR guy right there. Mitch wrote that. all these out beforehand. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Shut up, Eddie. <laughs> Gears 3, Eddie. Incredible multiplayer. I have not sold the game back, which says a lot about it. Mitch. Uh, multiplayer that I actually want to play this time around. A good campaign with a good ending, and Horde mode is freaking awesome. Anthony. Campaign is really good. Lots of closure. Horde mode is pretty much the reason to own this game. And the multiplayer and the shotguns fucking suck. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> it is true. I still own Gears 3 too, which also sucks. I still own it as well. I, and... I have it Oh, too, why haven't guys? we played it? I have it. We should totally play it. We should play Let's it totally play this. it. But no multiplayer because I no, we want you rage to one we... night over the shotguns. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> we totally just rage quit. Both of us, we were like, fuck this. I'm not yeah. playing anymore. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely play. Okay, uh, Uncharted 3. <laughs> uh, a huge disappointment after Uncharted 2. Anthony. Slightly disappointing, but still really, really great. Eddie. A huge disappointment until I finished playing Assassin's Creed Revelation, and then I thought more fondly back on Uncharted 3. Wow, I think you might have actually secretly hated it, Assassin's Creed Revelation. No, I really <laughs> enjoyed it, but I just hated the way it ended, and it made me really happy that Assassin's Creed, like, or that, that Uncharted 3, like, was an actual story. Hmm. Hmm. I can see that. Dead Space 2, Anthony. Oh, man, a game that I thought I could play late at night, and then it turns out that I couldn't, and it's in my top ten of the game, game of the year. I can't wait for the next one. Wow, Eddie. I enjoyed it. I feel like I would put it on my top 10 game of the year if I was man enough to finish it. 
Okay. I chickened out about 40% of the way through, and I just couldn't do it. Bitch. Uh, a game that shocked me with how good it was, and it's somehow still peeking its way into my top game of the year considerations. Nice. Okay, uh, WWE 12, Anthony? Uh, I haven't played a wrestling game since uh, about the year 2000, and this was a good one to get into, and I... It's got some issues, but it's really, really fun and, and easy to just jump right into. Dark, Dark Souls, Anthony? Super hard. Very frustrating. I love it. Eddie? I am eyeing this game, but I have not played Demon Souls yet, so I feel like I should play that one first. Bitch. Uh, didn't play it, but if the uh, petition to bring it to the PC succeeds, I will definitely give it a try. It seems like it would be a PC game. Yeah. Sorry. It's already on the 360. It couldn't be that much harder to port it over. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what they said in the thing in the story. They said it wouldn't be that hard to do as long as there was demand for it. So that was yeah. interesting. Uh, Eco, uh, Eddie. Sitting on my shelf. Mitch. Shelf. Anthony. Just beat it the other night. Uh, God, what just beautiful artful awesome game easily one of the best ps2 games that i never played on the ps2 metal gear solid mitch uh i loved them back in the day but i haven't played the re-release anthony re-release um yeah just played it for the first time still without having played it, it still stands the test of time great game just completely silly plot love every minute of it eddie every minute of it um <laughs> Sorry. I see what you did there. <laughs> What's this lightning round doing here? I just finished uh, Metal Gear Solid for the first time in a long time uh, a couple months ago, and I am dying to play Metal Gear Solid 2 again, which is which surprises me. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Zelda, Mitch. Uh, once you get past the opening slog, it becomes a, a really good Zelda adventure, but you really want to quit during that opening four hours. Anthony. I look at it every night and say, "Today's the day I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to start Zelda back up again." And then I don't play it. I think this might be the last Zelda I play ever. Whoa! Wow! Damn. Until there are drastic like changes. Whoa! You can't. Whoa! You right can't now. drop a bomb like that. That's like Anthony. Like it's like swearing off. Like women. Dude, that that's like, <laughs> that's like that will never happen, Eddie. That's like Anthony leaving the study group. <laughs> <laughs> This Dang, is Anthony, we should, Anthony. We, should, we should have a serious conversation about this after the lighting round. <laughs> like this is like Anthony leaving Final Fantasy, but not quite as dire. Like I just, un unless they make changes to it, I can't. I don't think I'm going to come back after this game. Yeah, I think they've milked that formula pretty hard. Okay, uh, then let's move on. Uh, Saints Row Three, Anthony. Oh my God, the most, <laughs> the most absolutely insane fun game just falls to the wall I'll let you play all year the, the level Deckers Die is worth the 60 bucks alone wow Mitch um kind of a letdown after Saints Row 2 which I thought actually had a really surprisingly witty engaging story and this one just took that and kicked it in the nuts with the giant purple dildo sword and sorcery Eddie I'm going to be honest, I enjoyed the first 30 minutes of that more than I've enjoyed a lot of the last couple of Zelda games I've played. 
Man, Zelda's just taking a pounding in this lightning round. Oh, and it got like really good scores, man. <laughs> uh, I think that the music and the art style is incredible, and I really wish I had uh, taken more time to get into it before everything else came out. God, the music is so good. Anthony, I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> Sounds good. I just want to throw in one comment on sorcery. It's uh, I, I haven't played it yet. I, I bought it, but I haven't played it yet. It, I, I don't I almost don't want to play it because I want to buy an iPad first. That's like mm -hmm. this game is a is a is an, a system seller I think for the iPad or sh should be or could be. Uh, yeah. Which I think yeah. is uh, that says something. So here comes a new challenger. All right, Jeff just arrived in the podcast, so I think he needs to take the uh, the last the last game in the lightning round. Or the second to last game. Um, the the, uh, the game is Infinity Blade 2. Jeff. I have never dodged so much in my life. I like that. Uh, Mitch. Uh, the narrative aspects they added to it are pretty neat, and I want to see more. Eddie. I got nothing. Anthony. iPhones are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I guess this is the last one. Um... We're going to do Battlefield 3 to close it out. Mitch? A uh, game that I originally started pretty hyped on, but now I've soured on it completely. Hey. I'm a little sad Mitch has soured on it completely because I just bought it last weekend. For Anthony. cheap. High-end PCs are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end of the lightning round. Yay! Yay! Oh! I think that's going to turn out pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. That was a lot of fun. I, yeah, we need to have a lot of. That way, we didn't have a we didn't have a ten minute conversation about all fifteen of those games. Yeah, like <laughs> it was great, Jeff. People like just gave their opinion, and then everyone else just shut up and took it. Yeah, nobody awesome. nobody can argue with you about it. Okay, so uh, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. We're about to hop into the game. Before we hop into the game, does anybody want to like tie up loose ends? Anthony, do you want to talk a little bit more about Zelda? Jeff, do you want to talk more about Infinity Blade? But I, I definitely could talk a little bit more about Infinity Blade. If you just want to do like a few minutes on that, and then Anthony, you on Zelda, and then maybe Mitch on Battlefield. Um, yeah. Do we yeah, like sure. That? Okay. I, I I can do it real quick. Okay, go. So I played a lot of the original Infinity Blade like like crazy. That that really got me into to gaming. But I, I kind of got out of the habit for the past maybe six months or so. So I was really excited about Infinity Blade 2. And the cool thing is is that it, it gives you a lot of the same mechanics, but they only built in depth to the game. So it has characterization. It has a story progression. It has branching. And it is so ridiculously fucking hard, like <laughs> really quick. No, that's the thing, because the way it works is, I don't know if you guys have talked about it at all on the cast, but it's like in the first game, there's just the one boss that you just beat over and over again. And he just gets, he just levels up and gets harder the more times you beat him. In two, there are multiple bosses and you have to beat three of them to unlock a final thing. And I've only managed to beat two of the bosses or I, I've beat a couple different bosses, but I haven't beat enough to unlock the final is it, super big boss. Is battle. it like the first one? Cause the, the thing that was neat about the first one, like that final boss is that you just were too weak to fight him. Like you were just mm -hmm. too weak to fight him and you fought him, And then you were too weak to fight him until you weren't. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh my God, like I, I can, I can hold my own against him. Oh my God. And I'm, it's kind it's kind of like, like that, that in some ways. 
Um, but the, the, depending on which branch, because basically what happens is your first time through, there are branches that are locked. So you can't go down one hallway, but you can see, you see that like there's a lock hovering over the door. And then once you beat the first boss, those branches open up. And so you have options to go down. Um, the bosses aren't like as immediately whip ass hard compared to how it was in the first one. Because in the first one, he's like, you know, level 50 when you're level five. (laughs) You know, he's like ridiculously overpowered compared to what you are. And you have to level up a lot before you can beat him. On this, it's a little bit more balanced. But one of the last times I played it, the very first enemy, not even a boss, was as hard as the last boss I played. Jeez. I died more at the first enemy I saw (laughs) than I died at that boss. And, and what ends up happening is I'm about like eight or nine rebirths through. Um, and the enemies are so fast. You have like, I, that's why I said I, I, you have to dodge so much. It's because everybody moves like lightning fast. And it's actually, that's what's interesting about pl- playing it on an iPhone and then jumping to an iPad. It's actually a lot easier to get the nuances of the battles on an iPad. I can actually see when somebody's moving it because you really have to watch. Like, is he moving up? Is he moving down? Is he, which way is he coming from? Because, like, you know those the jesters in the first one where they 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 fake to the to one side and then they cut you from the other. Mm-hmm. Almost every enemy has that fighting style. Oh, screw that! <laughs> I, 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 or like a, after a certain point, that fight like half the time, and, and that's so. I mean, it's it's fun, but it is so much harder than the first one. Like, I'd almost say it might be like Demon Souls hard compared to the first one. Dang, hmm. it's a tall order, but in a good way. I, I was pretty impressed, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Uh, really, I want to play the uh, Japanese-inspired first level is pretty visually stunning. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like there, like that's the thing. I kind of felt like with Infinity Blade, it was easy to feel like you had mastered it. And you were just sort of grinding. With this one, I, I feel like I've barely even touched, like... I mean, I'm sure I've done maybe, like, half or three-fourths of what there, there is to do, but I don't know how much longer it's going to take me to actually unlock all the pathways. Nice. Okay. Um, Anthony, do you want to talk about Zelda? Yeah, um, it's not so much, because I haven't played that much of Skyward Sword, um, so I don't necessarily know if it's the quality of this game or the pacing really. Um, I know some people like some reviews said it took them like three or four hours to get the sword or whatever. It took me like one hour because I didn't dick around with like exploring every nook and cranny. I just kept playing the story until I got the sword. Um, so it went a lot quicker for me, but, um, I, I just, the Nintendo just treats you like you never played a fucking video game before. <laughs> and the dialogue just moves so slow when you're trying to get through the text boxes. And they, like, the little sidekick, I think her name is Fee or Fi or something, she just, like I said, just treats you like a complete moron. And, you know, I, I play games, like, late at night. Like, this now is time I'd be playing a video game. And I don't feel like waving my arm around late at night. Like, I feel like just not moving and you know, just shooting shit or, you know, or hold just holding a controller and not having to wave my arm around. Um, so I don't know if it's all these factors or if it's like, you know, I really loved Wind Waker and then Twilight Princess was, I really loved it when I was playing it, but looking back, like 
it's it's good, but it's still not as good as you know the other Zeldas. And maybe I'm just tiring of Zelda. Nintendo needs to to do something and like change the formula because it it feels like they're just now starting to do things that people were doing like last. Oh, here's the thing: in the new Zelda game, you can set a marker on your map. So then you can know where to go. That's something they did in Grand Theft Auto Vice fucking City. Okay? And Nintendo just now started doing that. Like, that's the thing. It's like they're, they're, they're still last gen. Despite everything else, they're still last gen. And the Wii will finally bring them to this gen. So, uh, I don't know. I'm just... The more I play it, uh, the more pissed I get. Like, it's just... Nintendo doesn't understand its, what its audience wants anymore. And it makes me sad. Mitch, you want to talk about Battlefield? Yeah, I can. I feel like Anthony's starting to cry in the background. <laughs> <laughs> can we put the Incredible it's, Hulk music here? The it's sad. Good, it's good that Anthony got that off of his chest. I feel like this. I, is I, a I do place. feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- therapy cast. Um, yeah, Battlefield Three. Uh, I. I originally started off being very hyped about this game, as you guys know. It was only second to Assassin's Creed in the amount of attention I paid to it this year. <laughs> uh, but when it came out, you know, I thought it was pretty good. And what I wrote in my review on the multiplayer is pretty much how I felt about it at the time. But as I, I've gotten further away from the release date, I'm just finding it harder and harder to get an enjoyable game of multiplayer going in that. There are so many things that DICE changed about the game that just don't click with the way I'm used to playing Battlefield. And I said in my review that it feel it doesn't feel like a Battlefield game. It feels more like uh, the most recent Medal of Honor. And just somehow the way they're making it doesn't... It do- just doesn't click with me. So, like, I started off being really hyped about that game. But as they tweak stuff and... Uh, what, what, all the what's preventing that, you from getting a good multiplayer game going? I don't know. I just feel like the mechanics are sometimes getting in the way of themselves. As nebulous as that sounds. Okay. Like, yeah, so I don't know. It's just not, it's just not fun <laughs> anymore. Game time. This week we are playing buy or sell. We played this. I think it was uh, one of the last games we played. Might have been right before our video cast. Um, buy, sell, buy. Mm-hmm. Exactly why we like to play one. because we get to do old timey voices. I'm standing here at the base of Mount Fuji. So let's see. Let's, uh, let's start off with the first story here. Uh, it came out that uh, Valve set a record for uh, Steam for the seventh year in a row. Uh, sales increased more than 100% on Steam. Uh, they Over 14.5 million copies of Steamwork games were registered, representing a 67 increase over 2010. And it doubled the amount of content delivery year over year, seeing 780 petabytes of data to gamers. I can't even wrap my head around that number. That's retarded. <laughs> what so, is a, a peta is a thousand terabytes, right? Uh, yes, I think so. You can just make up whatever it is. I don't That's even. So know. many bytes. A petabyte is a unit unit of information equal to one quadrillion bytes, or a thousand terabytes. God, it's all the bytes. What? That's ridiculous. Okay, so what we're going to do here on buy or sell is we are going to buy or sell Valve repeating this success for the eighth year in this upcoming year. Eddie. Say it again. 
uh, buy or sell Valve repeating this year-over-year -year success for another year, for an eighth year, which would be, like, so, like, a year from now, are we going to read the same story once again? Bye. Anthony. Bye, bye. Mitch. Bye. Jeff. Bye. Boring. Controversial topic. <laughs> Will so, Val be more successful in 2012? Studies say yes. Okay, so uh, does anybody have anything to say about that? You just think that uh, Val is the best and that everyone uh, will buy all All I games? know is that whenever, whenever they have a sale and I'm just like, okay, that game is $2. Yeah. I, I will buy. Like, know, why maybe, not? Like, I bought, maybe I buy. Maybe I buy. Well, like, so for a while I had been toying with uh, picking up Assassin's Creed again because I've played so much of, of Revelations. And I never finished the very first game because I hated it. <laughs> and and I, I've been wondering lately, like, maybe if I give it another chance, will it turn out differently? Probably not. But it was $5 on Steam, so I bought it. It actually really well you, on that. All the evidence you need is we just bought us. We just, we just all said buy. Whenever, whenever people hear anything about Steam, they're like, buy. I will buy that. Mm -hmm. So there you go. There you like, go. like Jeff just said, here's sale. He wants to buy stuff. We well, heard Steam like, in the story. We said we'll buy. Well, yeah, and like the 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 amount of content they're going to have is only going to go up. You know what I mean? So it makes sense that like the it, like their sales are going to go up because like the stuff that's already on there is going to become cheaper, and then they're going to keep getting new content. So I think like it's just going to keep climbing and climbing for them. It's a like I knew they had a foothold on it, but it's absurd like the kind of foothold they've got in this. And plus, Valve will probably release some game. Isn't Dota 2 going to come out next year? And uh, CSGO. Yeah. And Half-Life 3. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't, sure. Don't you tease me, sir. Here's the thing. At the risk of sounding like a Van Valve fanboy, and I probably will, but I can't. I honestly can't think of a better company for a platform like Steam to have been in the hands of. Like, Can you imagine if EA was the first person that thought of this? You would say that, Valve fanboy. But you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine, like, if, if like Activision was the first company that that conceptualized the PC, like the iTunes of PC gaming? We'd you know be, what I mean? We'd like, be paying to have access to it is probably what would happen. Yeah, like, so I just can't imagine a better company to have that kind of power. Or, or the DRM <laughs> would be really restrictive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. There's yeah. DRM and Steam, but it's it's so permissive. Yeah, imagine if it was run like by permissive. Ubisoft. Yeah, just, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh god, don't get me and Mitch yeah. started. If it, if it was Ubisoft, the DRM would be like up your ass. If it was EA, um, it would suck. If it was Activision, we'd be paying out the ass for all the free content. Like, if it was any one of those other companies, it would all be like whatever their giant weakness is and yeah. most negative thing. It would be that is what they would do to it. If it was Ubisoft, there might not be PC gaming anymore. <laughs> if it was Nintendo, it wouldn't be online. If it was <laughs> Sony, it wouldn't fucking it would work. And if it was Square Enix, it would just be a poke in the fucking eye. <laughs> wow. Dang. Just, well, just... No, it's, it's funny. Like, me and Mitch you know, are playing... You know what's on um, sale for $5 right now? Dead Space 2 is $5 on Steam. Really? I'm buying yes. it. I'm That's buying crazy. it. Bye-bye. Actually, original, actually dead, original Dead Space is also $5. That's crazy. I'm logging into Steam right now to buy it. Original Dead Space is $5? <laughs> Never mind. But yeah, no... Yeah, um, you can well, get... Get both of them for ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I was saying is, like, me and Mitch have been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Revelation, 
and like a multiplayer and you know that's an ubisoft game yeah. but like we can barely connect to a game like barely yeah. and it's 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 ridiculous and i'm like seriously why is it so hard to have a matchmaking system like every game has done it since halo 2 like why can't you just have a matchmaking system like you have to create a party and then it has to search for something like it's not it's the way it works isn't really matchmaking it's like a bunch of locally hosted games you know yeah, how, uh, how did Halo 2 do it better six years ago? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. I, so anyway, I, can, I, can I know why, but I'm not going to say. Running Steam. <laughs> okay, so, let's, yeah. let's move on to the next topic. The Halo 2 did it because they worked so hard on that that they forgot to make an ending to the game. Okay, go. Oh, oh God damn it. I tried to resist. I tried. The Halo 2 hard. ending is becoming, a, becoming like Resident Evil 5. <laughs> Uh, there was going to be an ending, but it good. took an arrow to the knee. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, now he's compounding it. Once again. <laughs> Signing out of this cast. <laughs> okay, good so riddance. the next story is about Microsoft. Um, it, it came out um, that Microsoft has put its talks with media companies about online subscription services for TV shows and movies on hold according to people familiar with the discussions. So Microsoft had been talking about trying to get their TV service uh, on the Xbox system. And they were in talks with a bunch of different companies about trying to do this. And then now it's like, well, you know what? We, we got to put this on hold. We got to worry about some other stuff. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know who price, is. The price was too high for, for Microsoft. Price. Okay. Yeah. So they said, they said, listen, we have all the money, but you can't have it. So buy or sell this delay uh, with the media companies hurting Xbox's future. Anthony. Hmm, hurting the future. <sighs> I hate the way you worded this. Yeah. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, it just gets to throw me <laughs> off for a second. If, um, I will say sell. Mitch. I bought Dead Space 2, just as an aside. I will sell it. Jeff. <sighs> Stop it. Bye. Ooh. Eddie. Whoa. I also buy. Oh! <gasps> there it is. Nobody goes to the To be fair. Place. To be fair. Okay, Eddie. Eddie and Jeff. Who wants it? Who wants it? I'll do it. I, I, Go. I hated the way you worded it because I... I I would sell that it hurts kind of Xbox in general, like mm -hmm. in the long term, because it's going to be Xbox. But I buy just, but I bought because like I know that they are they have been hinging everything that they want the 360 and whatever it turns into in the future. Um, they've been hinging a lot of that on the TV plans, um, and that that they've that's something they've had in the works that they want the 360 or whatever system they have later. They want it to be a DVR. They want it to be able to service everything. Um, so this is like this is a pretty huge deal for kind of like what they want to do with it. So that's why I buy. But I don't. It won't hurt them if they can't have it because they're going to keep making game games and game systems. So <laughs> game. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of similar. I feel like this is this is sort of like the the next frontier as far as uh, home entertainment goes. Yeah. Everybody wants to get there 
as quickly as possible. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm definitely wondering, like, it sounds like rumor-wise that Apple might actually finally make a, a real push into this. And if that happens, that's just going to throw – they're, they're going to push over all of the Apple cards. You know, like <laughs> every, every – I, I didn't mean to make that reference, but whatever. Um, they've got the money to do it. <laughs> they've got the money to do it. And the thing is, like, <laughs> Apple has a hard enough time getting content providers to, to play ball, like to actually give them prices that are reasonable. If Apple can't pull this off, I don't know if anybody can pull it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as far as getting the right content to, to support the system, like... Because it's all about content. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like right now, the, for, for me personally... The PS3 is my entertainment center for almost everything. Like that's that's my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite Netflix interface. I've, I've I occasionally use Hulu, uh, but I'm if I'm going to stream something, switching to the Netflix interface on PS3 because I don't like the yeah. new one on the 360, and I hear the PS3 I, I, is really good. Yeah, it's really simple I, and but, nice. Uh, and I already use it yeah, for all my Blu-ray stuff, so why don't I just watch awesome. everything? Yes. Yeah, if I'm going to watch a DVD or a Blu-ray, it's going to be on the, the PS3. Um, so that's pretty seamless. But I've also actually, like, I was kind of skeptical about PSN Plus at first, but I like all the, the, the free downloads that you get. So I end up, I've actually been on my PS3 a lot more in general. So right now I feel like Sony is actually kind of winning this race. Um, and so Microsoft needs to play catch up. And the only way they can do that is by getting some really compelling features that they're obviously not going to be able to deliver right now. So, and especially if Apple ends up like coming up with something just ridiculous in the next like year or two, everybody's going to be scrambling to figure out what, what to do about that. So Anthony, Mitch, what do you got? Uh, I just you think silly that silly Americans and your content on all your devices. <laughs> you don't get content in Canada. I have Netflix and it has one season of The Office and a movie with Will Ferrell. <laughs> and not even and a good one. It's Bewitched. Right. Yeah. I've isn't it? I, no, it's actually Bewitched. I had to I had to take Ugh. my uh, I had to take my uh, dog sled down to the local post office and mail in my application. To be sent to the central <laughs> processing facility in the big city. And the Canadian definition of, of streaming is that a, a Mountie brings it to you on a flash drive. <laughs> it's like sneaker net, but it's like Mountie net. Okay. Yeah, and, if, the, and if, if my wireless connection goes down, two Mounties come and they act out the movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice of them. Yeah, well, you know, they don't have any real policing to do up here. Right. Anthony? <laughs> uh, I don't even know what the fuck to say. Um, I don't think having, I think having that would help them, but I think right now or not right now, but I think not having it isn't going to hurt them because they still have, um, all the other things they still like, they have Netflix and all the other ways people get content. So right now people won't know what they're missing until, until Jeff says like, until someone actually does do what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and they still have all the you know, the games and everything like uh, it would help them, but it's not, I don't think it's going to hurt them. Well, that's the funny thing. As far as I'm almost experiencing a halo effect with the PS3. I've been buying more PS3 Halo on the PS3. (laughs) (laughs) The people call the, the halo, the the halo effect is when people bought iPhones and then they're like, Oh, I really like the iPhone. I'm going to buy a Mac. It's like the, the, 
they move from one product line to the other because they like the overall design of it. Right. I've I've been using my PS3 so much. I bought I played Arkham City on PS3. I saw that. Um, Stunned to see and, it. Yeah. So I'm proud of you. I, <laughs> I mean that, but that my argument is that the more you are on that system, the more likely you are to buy the games on it. You know. Right. Right. You know, every, like everyone complain. I mentioned this to Eddie, like you know, because I got a PS3 first, um, and I've on it for a couple years before I got a 360. Everyone always complained about the XMB bar, like the, the you know the, the PS, the PlayStation menu and everything. How like terrible it is to find everything, whatever. Right. To me, it was really easy. I got on the Xbox and I was like, where the fuck is everything? They're so cluttered. It's, a, it's like, a lot better now. I hate the new dashboard redesign so much. God, I hate I hate the new <laughs> dashboard too. It's a piece of shit. Every time yeah. I get on, every time I get on the PlayStation now, I'm like, oh thank God. <laughs> but I just think a lot so of that much more sense. <laughs> I think a lot of what that was, when people complaining about the PlayStation is they were they been on the Xbox for so long and they were used to it and they went over to that and they're like this is all foreign to me you know what I mean because I had the opposite effect coming from the other way. So guys, what if our dashboard was dashboard was really easy to navigate? No wait, stay with me here. What if it was a bunch of tiny squares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably the, that sounds like the the design uh, <laughs> meeting for the new Xbox. Well, no, Dash- it's because they want everything well, to look yeah. like Metro, and so that's what Metro looks like. Because Which, on a Metro, tablet, Metro looks, it works really well. It looks fantastic. On a fifty-inch yeah, screen, it's like stupid. It. <laughs> yeah, well, Metro actually, like I I played with a, a Windows eight developer preview metro actually kind of looks cool on a, a desktop it's not as like <laughs> yeah but on your tv with the controller as, as if it, yeah not so much yeah yeah okay this is the last story guys uh we're going to talk about uh one mr hideo kojima he uh he was quoted i think it was uh he was talking to playstation magazine but he hideo was talking- kojima <laughs> He was talking about Magazine. the the, uh, the landscape of uh, of gaming and Japanese developers, and he says it's much Japanese more developers. <laughs> it's much more competitive now. If you look at AAA titles on a worldwide scale, there's maybe ten really big games that can get gamers' attentions. I'm not sure how Japan can compete on that level. He says I think it's more consumer demand right now. Consumers are happy with what they have. First-person shooters sell like crazy, so there's really not strong demand for anything else, and that's why original ideas stop being made. So buy or sell that Japan cannot compete on the same level, or Japanese developers cannot compete on the same level. Mitch. Sell. Jeff. Buy. Eddie. Uh, bye. Anthony. Or oh, sell. <laughs> racist cast. A little more racist. Okay. Um, <laughs> who wants to take it? It's okay it? when Eddie does it, though, right? I'm brown, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you're, you're non-white. Okay, yeah, you're good. Um, <laughs> who wants to take it? Who feels, who's passionate about this? Eddie? Or did you say I, I, I started the last one, so... Did. I'll do it. Go. I'll do it. Okay, so... <laughs> My thing is, I think the Japanese developers can compete with Western developers. They just need to stop making Japanese games. <laughs> <laughs> Yet I'm the racist. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I know. The, the Japanese have the way of making games, and the way that a, the Japanese people make games is that they're very 
methodical and eccentric. And then you play a Western developed game and you're like, bam, right in the action, everything's easy. You can pick up a play. You don't have to learn a whole bunch of complicated systems and everything sounds like it was made in English in the first place. And then you, and then you get stuff from Japan and you pick it up and they have these ridiculously long convoluted intros and all their characters are stupid. The first two thirds of final fantasy 13 (laughs) is an, is the tutorial. And then you've got your stupid animu characters that nobody can connect with (laughs) because the, well, I don't know, but because they're so ridiculous and exaggerated and you hate them as soon as you look at them. And, you know, it just keeps going like that. Like the way that the Japanese people make game doesn't connect with the Western audience right now. So they need to change how they're making games if they want to appeal to a broader audience. And if they do that, then, yeah, they've got the chops to do it. But if they want to stick to the way they've been doing it for the last 10 years, then no, it's not going to happen. Bam! Mitch is spitting hot fire tonight. (laughs) I love you, Kojima, but come on, man. See, I bought Transferring, really? I, I, I bought here because I feel like what he's describing isn't just about Japan. It's about a lot of developers. So that's why I bought, like... Because it's not just, it doesn't just have to do with Japan. It's about like most developers have to deal with the problem that there's really only 10 titles that catch people's attention. Like that's it, which is really sad that there's like only 10 franchises or types of games that people just buy now. Um, and that, and so, it, so the idea that like developers can't compete with that, that is very hard for developers to compete with that, isn't exclusive to Japan, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So that's why I bought on that comment. I uh, just sold. to talk about. Yeah. Okay. You're right about that. The ten franchises. The thing, though, is that you think about it. One of those ten franchises was an original franchise originally. So, and I'm, I'm speaking of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But, um. So it can be done, but like, yeah, like you said, it it is hard. But well, I mean, I know it can be done. I just, I think that's what's so stupid about the way. Like, I understand why it happens. I just think it's so dumb because it's like cost sixty dollars. Well, and it's it's like all these things, like like Assassin's Creed was nothing like four years ago and now it's like a huge franchise so and same thing with like uncharted it was nothing four years ago um so it's like okay this can be done i just you know so i just i hate that that's the way it turns out right 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 jeff oh i was just gonna say that i i feel like uh i agree with eddie and the uniquely japanese side of it seems to be the long development times yeah you know, like w- waiting for the next big, uh, waiting Resident for sequels. Evil. They 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 haven't managed. To... Yeah, yeah. They had like, <laughs> I actually think they'd be able to compete better if they could annualize Resident Evil or annualize a Final Final Fantasy. I mean, oh, maybe they. God, yes, please, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but seriously, think about, think about that. If they managed to pull that off, it obviously they wouldn't be the same kind of game. They, they'd have to be not nearly as meticulous or huge, or there'd be something different. But, about here's them, the thing, but, like. I, I think part of their problem, and this sounds so bad and American, that they might just be too perfect. Like, they might polish yeah. their games too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, which sounds so, right, like, yeah. terrible. Actually, yeah, like, well, not well, like those dicks at Bethesda. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they, they can't so, get games out. They, they, I think they value perfectionism over releasing. Yeah. Perfect is the enemy of good, man. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No. I, imagine uh, if they tried to perfect Skyrim, it would actually never be released. Ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would. You know what? That would be called. What was it Shinmui Three? Yeah. Um, yeah. I. What did I say? I, what did I even say on this? I sold it. Yeah. You sold. Yeah. Because um, I sort of agree with Mitch. That it's not like they can't compete because of any like uh, quality standards, or whatever. 
they just have to figure out what people want and they just have to figure out how to sort of make games not necessarily in a non-japanese way but in a more western way and by western you don't do something like vanquish where you're just like we're just gonna make like big shooting shit everywhere where everything's exploding and it's like gears of war it's like no that's not what we mean we mean like you know just i don't know what we mean fun (laughs) yeah like like the like the zelda thing like we we sometimes forget nintendo's a japanese company and zelda is a very japanese game because it's like oh god is it ever it it holds your hand like to the point where you're just like i i I just want to start playing like i get it now I, think I understand. They just do things in a very old-fashioned way. Yeah, they they they're still just very like, yeah, and it, like Jeff said, the development times, like even the their business decisions are very like Japanese-oriented, and you know, like like Square Enix, there's people clamoring for all kinds of different Final Fantasy VII things and remakes and stuff like that, and they're just like, ah, eh, well, we don't know if people would really want that or. You know, they say that, but we don't know if they would really want it. Shit, if that was Activision, they'd be on Final Fantasy VII Nine now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I think Activision probably is secretly making Final Fantasy VII HD, <laughs> and oh, just God. waiting for Square Enix to go under, and they'd be like, "Boom, we bought them. We already did it for you. Replace yeah, Cloud I mean, with it, soap. It, Ship it." <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny that like it, earlier earlier in the cast, we were kind of complaining about annualizing stuff in the west and we kind of wish that japanese <laughs> developers would annualize their stuff i think there's a happy medium between what they do mm-hmm. yeah I, I think well i think there's there's dragging it out to the point where uh, uh the game feels like it's never going to come out and then there's uh pushing them out so quickly that it feels yeah. slipshod right yeah, so, so there's so a continuum like, like at, i feel like look at nintendo i mean like if you get two mario games in one console cycle you just hit the jackpot. <laughs> you know, Mario Galaxy. You know what, 2. What, what kind of feels like a um if if kind of feels like the the Gears games, they they weren't annual, but they come out at a pretty good rate. You never feel like they've, you know, I mean, they got all three of them out this generation, so Same obviously they came out reasonably quickly. And part of that was Microsoft Mass they, effect, they yeah. wanted to stagger Microsoft wanted to stagger Halo and Gears every other year. Right. Mm-hmm. So they always something big. Yeah. You know. And, and so Mass, Mass Effect isn't annual so much, although I guess 3 is coming out a lot, lot quicker than 2 did. But even still, like I feel like maybe it's not annual, maybe it's like biannual or every two or three years. Mm-hmm. Long enough yeah. that's not rushed, but short enough that you don't feel like it's been forever. Yeah. Right, because the, and also like there's a problem with uh, annual. As a consumer, um, you don't want to spend $60 every year on something that might not be a huge difference but Mm -hmm. on the flip side of that if your development cycles 10 years then you have to sell a certain amount of copies of that game or you just or else you're done yeah yeah so like that's like another problem with games being 60 dollars. i'm just really trying to hammer this point home guys make games (laughs) cheaper anthony what were you saying oh just that like this generation has been really hard on japanese developers um, you know, like the, the the transition to HD graphics and all that, it's not gone easy on some of them. Like, it took you know Final Fantasy Thirteen so many years to be made, and now they have the tools that they're able. You know, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two was able to come out really quickly, and hopefully, Final Fantasy Fifteen, which will hopefully not be an online game, uh, will be able to come out before this generation ends. At, you know, because they've already got the tools to make them 
Uh, unfortunately, by the time that comes out, then we'll be on, ready on to go on to the next generation, and they'll have to go through this whole thing again. Yeah, supposedly so, Square Enix is working on some like photorealistic next-gen stuff, which I'm before, like, well, it'll take you eight years. Well, no, it's like it'll take teller. you eight years to to come out with your next game, so you might as well start working on the next one now. Well, see, then, like, what, what, with Final Fantasy Thirteen, they said one of the problems where we, we, we couldn't make, like, traditional towns and everything because the graphics were so expensive to, to make, like, all the buildings and everything like that, and then now for the next generation, they're making even more expensive photorealistic graphics, and they're just going to shoot themselves in the foot again, having learned none of the lessons that uh, hurt them this time. So, good job. Anthony's on fire, this cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goddamn. He's on fire. Uh, well, I guess I guess that's it. I guess that's the uh, the end of the game, guys. And the end of the cast. Hooray! Yeah, don't, yeah, call yeah. It, don't call it a welcome back. I'm glad I was able to join for at least part of the cast. Yes, Jeff, we, we, we like to you here. Any Jeff time is good Jeff time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hooray. Good deal. Well, I forget how we close out the cast normally, which is kind of sad because it's been <laughs> like six months, but I'm going to wing it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, with twitter.com slash gamers, rate and review the cast on twitter.com slash Revis. I'm tw- uh, twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore and twitter.com slash Fat Gandalf. <laughs> I'm uh, twitter.com slash mi7ch. I'm twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. And I'm twitter.com slash unsquare. So thanks for listening, dudes. Yes, thanks. This uh, has been a podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Yay. Yay. We're back. That's how we know we're back. Because it took us two and a half hours to do like an hour. Thank you.